0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Today's the Day. I could not be more excited for this episode. This is the first episode we're going to be launching with one of my all-time favorite people on this planet. So to intro him real quick, we have Marco Nicoli, literally one of my, my absolute, again, favorite human beings on the planet, favorite people to spend time with, favorite people to talk to, discuss ideas with. So I'm really excited to dive into this. Just a little background on on Marco. Grew up with four brothers, middle child. Yeah. Um, you grew up watching your dad run a deli in L.A., correct? correct. What yeah. was it called?
1: Uh, Bruno's Old World Italian Deli. Okay,
0: you watched him run that in L.A. Fast forward through high school and everything, you became... You have so many accolades. I'm literally giving like probably 5% of them. <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy with that. Like 5%. <laughs> but by 22, you were the youngest executive chef in Utah. Yep. Right? Um. You got to the point where you were producing 500 events annually, which I want to actually ask about in just a minute. But in your bio it says 500 events annually, which is nutty. You cooked for the last three presidents. You've cooked for Oprah Winfrey and probably a massive list of other people that's just like mind-boggling to think about. It's been good. Which which I'm excited to talk about a little <laughs> bit too. And then probably the coolest thing that we were just talking about a little bit, when COVID hit, you can only imagine you being a chef hosting events as like your, your primary occupation. You pivoted massive when COVID hit because everything shut down. You probably weren't hosting any events. No one was paying you to come and cook for them, I assume, or very, very little. Um, and you went and you started your salt company out of your garage, went and grinded that out, you and Aubrey, I assume, right? Yeah. and now you're to the point where that's absolutely thriving, killing it, dominating. and you released your cookbook in that little last couple year period as well. It's
1: been an, it's been a wild couple of years.
0: but so, yeah. it, so it's been a yeah, it's been a nuts couple of years. But again, dude, I am so freaking excited to go in here and dive in about it. The reason I'm so excited for this, I want to touch on this for everybody. So just kind of our relationship. I've had, the experience to go and be like an attendee at your events, like go and like just kind of you didn't really know me. I didn't really know you Go and attend, eat your food, more importantly than eating your food, because I'm not a foodie at all. And you know that. Um, but I eat all your food. Um, um, we're making them. A yeah, you're making we're me making a, foodie. You a foodie, like experience your like your events. Like they're like an experience through and through, which is kind of why it's it, it's been so cool. But then past that, we've gotten really close. We've gone on trips together. We've hung out together. We've gone and partied together. We've had a blast together. Yeah. But
1: we've never really sat down and, like, broken it down. It's true. I mean, we do in those moments when we're, like, on a trip or something. But it's super cool. And honestly, it's a privilege to be on this show. I've been able to watch you from a distance for many years now. And what you are doing is, like, incredible. And I'm, I am I, don't know if I can say this, but, like, I'm proud of who you are. and <laughs> you can like, absolutely say it. and And that, like, we've been able to interact in this key part of our life. I also, full disclosure, I don't know if anything I'm about to say has any worth, but I can tell you this. It's come from like a fucking ton of hard work, and that's why I love you because you're not about just like some magic switch. Like you're putting in the work to get to where you are, and that's what I've always admired about you.
0: No, thank you, and and again, thank you for being on. And I, com- I actually, one part of that I completely disagree with. It absolutely has worth because we, even in our little side conversations, yeah. you've gone and given me. No- you have become a massive mentor. So to say you don't know if you can say you're proud of me, that's actually music to my ears. I appreciate it big yeah. time. Um, so kicking it off, I want to dive into a lot of things, and again, I could talk all day to you, but give me a rundown on your story. So, so your background again, grew up with four. There's four brothers. You're one yeah. of the middle middle brothers. Background of food in your family.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in a Sicilian home, so Italian, but Sicilian. And I think there's a difference there. And throughout my whole life, I've started to realize what the difference is, which is Sicilians are hard workers, man. Like we're down there at the bottom of Italy. We just work, 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 work. And I never realized it until I became an adult, but my mom and dad are like two of the hardest workers I've ever met. So I grew up watching my brothers, you know, the dynamics of being in a home with four other boys. And we just like, There was wrestling. There was fighting. But we all understood what it took to work hard. And so it was so fun growing up. My mom and dad actually met in the restaurant. So the restaurant and food has been like a huge part of my life throughout. It's deep-rooted. Deep-rooted. It's deep-rooted. So my papa was a liquor salesman in L.A., one of the first in L.A. And my pops was running these Italian delis. He had five of them, opened his first one at like twenty nine. And was just grinding, grinding, grinding. And my mom was a young college student at San Diego State and became a waitress at my dad's restaurant. So that's how they met. My dad owned the restaurants. My mom was a waitress, college. They met, got married. He wanted like a better life for all of us. So he sold all the restaurants and moved up to San Diego. So all of us were born in San Diego after he had just gotten done with this long restaurant career. And he wanted desperately for all of us to kind of somehow get back to the food industry. Mm. And you can see throughout my life how he like made that a point. Every Sunday we would cook together. He and my mom would show us food that was like different or unique. Mm -hmm. Some of my tattoos talk about it, but like I have early memories of eating artichokes sitting on the counter with freaking diapers on, eating <laughs> artichokes, dude. <laughs> Which how is... many
0: kids with diapers are eating artichokes? Dip that's in mayonnaise. I would still ask you, what is this if you gave me an artichoke? And you know that's true because <laughs> every time you serve me a dish, I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? That's incredible. Hey, we're working to it, though. <laughs> we're doing I mean, good. We're doing really more good.
1: More. So food was just always there. Like It was always how we came together. It was how our family interacted. And then in one way or another, all of us have ended up in the food industry in some capacity. So it's, yeah, it's been in. Cause you and your
0: brother, even since then, you guys have done the, with Harley Davidson, the partnership where you guys make the, the gourmet sliders with Harley Davidson,
1: right? Yeah. So my little brother is still involved with that group. They do like catering. I came on and helped them build out a catering program. So when I first got into the industry, I call it, uh, cause I'm actually, I never went to college. So, I call my education uh, the grease crap education cuz <laughs> in, in the trenches. Re- it, yeah, in the restaurant there's a there's a thing called the grease trap and every night you got to clean it out. Mm-hmm. And for like from 14 until like 16, dude, every weekend I was cleaning the freaking grease trap. <laughs> and I was grinding. But um That's so so, awesome. so my brothers were in like the brick and mortar space for a long time. I got a brother doing like meal prep. I have a brother and a sister-in-law that did like juices and and then they do like salad. They're they're now in Ventura. I had a brother in like commercial salami sales. So like that's so <laughs> making sick. salamis. So yeah, in different ways, we've all kind of been in and out of the industry. And now it's all I know. I married a chef. So yeah, she's my better half, and she, you know, she's honestly the magic that made me change. Really? Yeah, because. I, w- I was working for a catering company, the largest one in the state of Utah. Okay. I was with them for 10 years. And I would have just kept grinding. Like, mm-hmm. that's just my personality is work, 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 work. And it wasn't until I met Aubrey where she was like, dude, you're bigger than this. Like, mm-hmm. you, need, you, need to, you need to test it. Like, go out and do it yourself. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. and it wasn't until her that I was like okay let's do this and it was scary but my life since I left that that catering company was massive pivot oh life changing and what year was that oh man that was like 2013 okay and I bounced around a little bit but 2013 I just had you know decided that it was time for me to start my own business so rad yeah Aubrey and I started something together at that point, but I still kept doing kind of corporate setting jobs. I worked for Traeger Grills for a while, Yep, helped them launch and built uh, the European department, like what they do in Europe now. And now Traeger's obviously humongous. so. So cool. Yeah.
0: So cool. So there's one thing you said. So one thing I've always known since talking to you and meeting you, your family's like one of the common denominators, food, right? You just touched on another one that I actually, I really wanted to hit on. And part of the reasons for having you on and the reason I said, disagree that you might not have value to add, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sick. So I'm going to be coughing this whole time It drives me nuts. But literally another common denominator, it sounds like you just touched on is literally your guys' work ethic is like sickening. And when I say that I'm around some of the hardest workers, I think I, I would argue some of the hardest workers out there. Yeah. And I, I've been lucky enough to watch some of the hardest workers. And I like to think of myself as a really hard worker, but I kid you not For those of you guys watching, one of my first experiences with Marco, we go out on this houseboat to the middle of nowhere in a lake, and he somehow has to go create a food experience, three meals a day, all the snacks every day for seven days straight or whatever it was. On top of that, though, 6 a.m., he's running on the helicopter pad doing his workouts, (laughs) cooking breakfast by the time I roll my lazy ass out of bed, and then at 2 a.m., we're night surfing with music blaring, and he's going hard shotgunning a bang. I'm like, I don't understand That must be Sicilian blood. It all makes sense now. I've never thought about that. I don't understand how this dude ticks this way. I kid you not. It's the most impressive thing ever. And I've seen other events too. Like you really go dump your soul into the work part of it. Yeah. And then you literally go create an experience out of everything. So that that's kind of a big part of what I want to talk about and bring you on is like, when did you go? And like, it sounds like Aubrey is a big part of it, but you went and started doing things on a bigger scale. Everything you do is maxed out. Everything you do. Like if you're showing up to go night surf, it's the funnest night surf session ever, right? And I love finding people like that because that's like – that makes everything more fun. When we go on a trip to LA, it's going to be a blast. Like yeah. I know it is. Like when we're doing a small event, just hang out, whatever it is, it's always going to be 10 times better than it was. You're a massive value add even
1: when you're not there to add value necessarily. Does that make sense? When when in life did, – where did you get that? Yeah, dude, I I appreciate that. But like honestly, I to answer the question, it's just always been there. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going – All the way in. And I love the industry that you're in. And I've been able to be around a lot of guys who are doing summer sales. Or just doing some high level of sales. And I I appreciate it. I know it's a very different industry. But this is the difference. At age 14, I started cooking. And every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was cooking. I was in the kitchen. I was in the restaurant. I was in the dish pit. When all my friends were out hanging out, playing for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it. It just became natural that like on the weekends, I'm going to go make some money. I'm going to go work. I'm going to go do what I love. And so as I became an adult, if I'm working every weekend, I better make it fun Yeah, because like that's my only time exactly. off. Exactly, right? yep. And so, I mean, I just did a trip last week and I, I got an incredible message from the person I got to cook with. And the message was like, I, I've i known you for almost 10 years now and I don't I don't know what it is. This is what Casey was saying to me. He says, I don't know what it is about you, but there's like this energy about you. And I love that people feel that energy. But really what it is is I just I fucking love what I do. Like yeah it's in my core. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And food is a a unique art form where I get to show you my talents both with your eyes, with your nose. Mm-hmm. and with your mouth like that yeah i i get to like engulf you with this like love that i have for cooking mm-hmm. and it's just bled into other things like dude if i'm gonna go night surfing <laughs> we're gonna go all the way yeah,
0: we got pink wigs <laughs> we got bang energy drinks and we're going all the way it's the, so true the no, nickname I love marky that. shows up marky, marky comes out up. and it gets so weird and we wake up with vertigo because our neck is out oh my gosh um no i, I love <laughs> love somebody
1: that. saw videos from that like that those videos still pop up the the part that zach's not telling you is that like legit one of our homies like got a concussion because
0: he, he was head whipping Just so hard so he was out hard. the whole next day on the boat But the crazy thing is you're up at 6 a.m. doing your workout, (laughs) making us breakfast. And he's on the couch with his wife tickling his head. And he's like cross-eyed. He can't even (laughs) see straight. And I don't want to show it, but my neck is – I feel like I'm 75, dude. I'm like, I got to play big, though, because Marco's going hard. Um, And then we do it all again the next night. So, dude, I love that. And kind of the point of this podcast, and people realize we jump all over the place. We don't really go hit on, like, anything super, super in-depth other than just going and getting the most out of life. Like the point of this podcast and today's the day, and you might not recognize it, but today's the day is like a motto I've gone by forever. And it's just like you wake it's all you got, right? Like today's all you got, really. So go get the most out of it. And the whole point of this is I've had very, very key conversations that have helped me go and look at life in the way of like, okay, I should go get the most out of this, whether that's work-related, fun-related, anything. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, exactly as yeah. you said. So that's why I say, again, I disagree with your statement at the beginning. The value you have is immense because I truly think – And the reason you're our first episode, because I have a lot of options, you're our first episode, is because, like, you really do go and get the most out of every single day. And you have this lens on your eyes that's like, dude, everything's beautiful. Like, everything can be a blast. Everything can be big. Whatever it is, it'll be big. So I freaking, I love that. And I love that you also mentioned. Because what you do, you love that so much, it bleeds into other things. Like you really do go, and if if you're going to work, you may as well go and enjoy it. And I've I've embodied that big time in what I do as well. Did you have an example of that? Like, is that something your dad would do that you saw, or where did you? I know you said it's always been in you, but what what,
1: where did you see that? So I think I think it's both my dad. My dad passed when I was eighteen, and Mm. so I I he was obviously like a hero, a role model, but he was gone when I was eighteen, and all of a sudden, like you know. You have to realize and, – and not that my mom wasn't there before because she certainly was. She's she's the one making breakfast every day, getting us to school every day, cooking dinner every day. Like yep. she was grinding. But as soon as my dad passed, she just went right back to work. Like, n- like okay, now it's time to just do my part. Like Bruno's gone, and now I'm going to take care of the family. And, and I have two younger brothers, so we were – I mean there were still definitely people at the house, and she was <laughs> – So she went right back to school teaching, grinding. And Mm. so it wasn't until I became an adult that I realized those examples I had in my life that, like, my mom could have curled up and just been like, my husband's gone. I'm done. But instead, she's like, I love my kids. I love my life. I'm just going to go right back to it. She's always had a positive attitude about it. It doesn't mean that there is not hard days. Yeah. Because there are. And, (laughs) I mean, I have them still. I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm 20 plus years into my career. I'm 35 years old and I just probably did one of the hardest 3 weeks of my professional career like back to back nights cooking breakfast. And then you lunch. drove your ass down here to do the podcast. <laughs> hey, you drove your ass when, down here. When the homie calls, I show up. I love it, you know. And that's what it's about, honestly, like showing up for those people that show up for you. Yeah. And and never burning bridges. I think I've done a, a decent job at keeping relationships mm-hmm. people I cooked for when I was 21 years old, mm-hmm. I'm still cooking for today. Oh yeah. And that's rare. Like I don't think people keep those relationships for that long.
0: Exactly. And and that's a multiple part thing. That's something I'm going to jump into a little bit later, but because you touched on it, that's multiple things that you do. Like your superpowers are you connect with people. Yeah. You make sure those connections stay like very, very, very healthy, which is, it, it takes maintenance. It takes yeah. time. And then when you're called to like provide a value, whatever that is, like if you're invited on a trip, you're going to be the favorite invitee, (laughs) right? If you're, if you're the chef, you're going to be the best chef. You're going to create the best experiences. So that's like your superpowers. And that's, I, I wanted people to understand that like you're incredible at at going and mending or just having relationships, keeping them good, and then going and giving an experience that's unforgettable. People want to experience it again, which is so sick. Um, But what you were touching on just before that, you, you had talked about it, and this is one of my favorite questions I ask everyone we interview because a lot of people we bring on, they're viewed as successful in whatever aspect you think that might be. So whether it's financial or just in their career, just getting the most out of life, which is the true success, is being happy. People hear their accolades, they hear where they're at, and it's like, oh, they're just on a totally different playing field than me. Most people just don't feel that they're in that realm. And I've been there, yeah. right? And I think one thing that's super important to realize for multiple reasons is you just said it. Like, you have those hard days. You have those trials, everything like that. So my favorite question, my question for you is, like, what is your biggest or, like, when I say it, like, your biggest failure or, like, your biggest rut you've ever been in? Where I go, oh, it's just as so, like, everything was going wrong, Right. If, if there's a moment that you don't mind sharing, right, for you, and two reasons for it. I want to hear kind of how you handled it and how you dealt with it. But more importantly, I want people to realize, like, dude, even freaking happy-go-lucky Marco, right, b- having a blast everywhere he goes, every corner he turns it's just amazing. Like, also has these experiences, but he bounces back, and that's what matters. It's not if it's going to happen. It's just how you deal with it. Yeah. Right? So I'm I'm curious. Like, what would you consider your biggest rut failure toughest whatever 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 comes to mind when i
1: say that it's a, it's a great question and i i like the lead up because i do think people listen to these things and they're like oh that they're just on a different level like that doesn't apply to me i don't know if i have those right skills it's honestly bullshit because in reality every year is hard oh yeah like every year it's just a different challenge and yep. so one so I think I've had challenges all my career, but one that kind of, I don't know if I would say it shocked me or it scared me the most was just recently, March, 2020. Mm. Everyone's scared, right? Like the world is completely changed on its head. Your industry is upside down. Upside down. Yeah. The restaurants are closing. Uh, We're already an underappreciated industry in the sense that like staffing is hard it's not like a career path for a lot of people they're like oh mm. i'm going to go serve tables until i get a a real job kind of thing so like it's already a very very tough mar- i mean the margins in the i don't i don't think people know this the margins in the restaurant industry are 10% like that's stupid <laughs> that's stupid and you're working monday through sunday like that's the fact that anyone wants to be in this space so anyway the world comes to a halt i had just spent 20 plus years building a like a company building a a brand and when i say brand like you me yeah, yeah you. building me building a reputation and all of a sudden the clients are they're not calling anymore like and it it's no fault of theirs yeah everyone's shut down no one's throwing parties no one's going to lake Powell. yeah no one's going to freaking la like everywhere i've traveled up until then it's it's shut down and it didn't shut down gradually it was like immediate lights off yeah um, I remember because I cook for Rudy Gobert and shout out to Rudy. I love you, bro. But Ru- <laughs> the day that Rudy kind of did that stupid ass thing on ESPN where he touched the mic, <laughs> yeah. like that was the day. That was, <laughs> I, that was the day I was like, we love Rudy. Love you, we Rudy.
0: love Rudy. <laughs> I, love you, bro. I do. I love that guy.
1: But it was that was the day that like I realized, oh, my gosh, I got to figure out I, I got to undo what I've just built. And yeah. Start over. And I remember how terrifying is dude, that? dude? Oh my gosh. Not just terrifying, but so frustrating. Oh yeah. And you probably see this too in your industry. Like every year you work to build this amazing team and some stay with you and some don't. And you got to start over every year yeah. building a team that believes in... anyway. Like it, it, it was so scary for me because it had never happened in my career. All of a sudden lights are off. I don't have like a long runway. Like yeah. I have savings, but not like. There was, no, there was no end in, in sight. Like we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. Yep. So anyway, I go in the pantry and I start making scrambled eggs for my kids because everyone was at home and we were just going like freaking nuts. And I pull out this jar <laughs> and it's this salt that I've been making for all of my career. I've been making it because I used to have culinary students who'd come into the kitchen and cook with us. And mm-hmm. I wanted a product that they wouldn't mess up the food. So I'm like, hey, just put my salt on this stuff. It's the magic salt. Yeah. It, the magic it, salt. You can't, mess up, my, you can't <laughs> yeah. mess up my food. I love it. And, and You're they, saying that could make my steaks good. Yeah. Okay, good that magic it. salt, baby. Okay. And uh, I, I pull it out like I always do to put on the scrambled eggs. And it was like a light bulb turned on, man. I was like, oh, my gosh, we could sell this stuff. And Aubrey, she kind of laughed for a second. She's like... You're nuts, dude. You're a chef. Like, you're not – people aren't going to buy this stuff. Long story short, we went to Walmart. We bought every mason jar from Salt Lake County to Utah County that I could find. I went to every Walmart that was open. We bought everyone. We started (laughs) filling them with jars in the garage, and we started selling salt out of the garage, dude, and it's now, like – i yeah. bought a salt
0: <laughs> i bought one it's unopened bro it's, I, I, it's i'm, so I'm sorry to say cook, it i'm dude. sorry to say it. i support dude i'll buy the salt i haven't cooked a damn thing it's unopened in my kitchen it's i'm right. sorry it's all right hey that's so sick though yeah. that's so sick though so so touching even like the way you pivoted that's so cool and like how many people would have had that idea this is the key part of that how many people would have had that idea been like oh i could sell this I'm like ah Cool idea. Kept making eggs, served it to your kids. Go back to like, oh, like, oh, poor me. Like, my whole industry's upside down. Like, 95% or more would have gone that route. Yeah. There's very small percentage that would have been like, and this is the dog in you. Like, this is like the freaking, yeah. I guess the Sicilian blood in you, right? <laughs> Where it's like, oh, I'm, you go buy every mason jar in your county and every surrounding county at Walmart. And you just start selling salt. I love it. I love it. Like, that's, that's so sick. But to dive more into kind of the feeling, because, like, seriously, the feelings you were feeling, just absolute you were terrified, I assume. Right. It was probably, you said no end in sight. And it was all that. And then like, to still go and hold that mentality of like, we're going to get out of it is so sick. Like that's, that's, what's cool to me. I
1: I think people, I I mean, I I think your statistic is right. 90% of people will just be like, well, I'm going to wait and somebody's going to bail me out. No one's coming, dude. Yeah. No one's coming to bail you out. Yeah. And the sooner you realize that, the more successful you're going to be. Yep. There's no magic like switch. <laughs> this, is, this is what I think so fast. I mean, Aubrey and I get to cook for incredible people all the time, but we also get to accidentally be a part of conversations that are going on, oh, on yeah. at this high level, these high wealth individuals. There, there's no magic. Like there's no secret pill or like something. They just work and they're willing to work when it sucks the most. Oh, and in yeah. 2020, March, that was when it sucked the most for me. Yeah. And I just chose like, oh, well, we're gonna grind. Like that's just what we're gonna do. There's no yep. back door, there's no way out.
0: Like, but just as important, because you said they grind when it sucks, like when they have to. Yeah. Just as important as that. So there's this quote, it's uh sweat in times of peace so you don't have to bleed in times of war, right? And just as important as you grind when it sucks, like, yes, like when, when you're, when your industry is upside down, you have to go make something happen back, like rewind for 20 years, you've been making this salt. Like you've been perfecting this so that even your shitty culinary students can go make a good meal yeah. just because of salt. Like that, that's actually this, that's the sauce. Like that's the secret. The 20 years of you making that, like you didn't have to go create a, re- you just had to go scale that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all that work in the time of peace right when things were going well and all that extra work you put in there paid off in the times of war right which is something that I've kind of taken and I think that that squashes that mentality and I bet a lot of those rooms you sit in a lot of those people probably had a lot of opportunities a lot of benchmarks where they could have gotten really really complacent mm-hmm. like you're around these high wealth individuals and when you're talking like that top 1% of like wealthy individuals they had so many exits from companies or so many points in time where they could have gotten complacent yeah. right which is like the biggest trap ever but they were busting their ass in times of peace when things were going well. That way, when war came, they didn't have to go and bleed, right? Which I think that's so cool. I, I love that. I love it's, that quote, man. That it's a quote cool quote. Solid. Chang, changed my life. That was from one of my leaders early, early on. Like I, I had just come off of one of my one of my biggest weeks, one of my best weeks ever, and they're like, "Go, go, do better this next week." Because I was getting complacent, I was getting comfortable, right? So it's a really, really cool quote. I have it. I have it written um i have like these flashcards and i i have it written in in my quotes but um that segues into you mentioned something that i I just want to dive into just for the hell of it just for fun you have and then we'll get back into like the 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 nitty-gritty like the helpful stuff this is more so for my entertainment though you have cooked for some absolutely ridiculous names like some some out there out there situations people everything like that like i'm I'm curious what is your all-time favorite or do you have like an all-time favorite story
1: an all-time um, story uh i mean we've had the honor of doing some crazy crazy things and um i mean
0: just list a few of what yeah, you've done and then yeah, we'll find a story like okay. so you've cooked for the last three presidents yeah well, let's start there yeah this is a good one so uh
1: so i got to cook for donald trump that was as you would expect pretty crazy absolutely
0: Um, not boring there's no way uh, it was boring. there was
1: no boringness Uh, that's amazing good times uh i think president obama was actually the most surprising so this is uh, okay i I don't know if it's like my all-time favorite story but it was by far the most surprising uh opportunity or like incidents uh cooking for like these types of people so we he was in town for a meeting he was up at the uh, McEwen mansion in salt lake city he was meeting with government officials and we were cooking in breakfast all of us had to have background checks which is so gnarly that's so gnarly like yeah and i was young dude like really young in my 20s and you got this secret service dude hanging out in the kitchen you better make sure that secret sauce is is good he's he's watching everything and i think they were watching tighter because i mean you know utah like that anyway president obama i don't know if he thought he was safe in utah but (laughs) I love, I love them. That, so, so the point of the story, we're cooking in breakfast. You got all these secret service watching you cook. You have to get background checks. There was I think there was like three servers and like three or four chefs on, on this event. We're making a breakfast. We get breakfast out, and one of the servers was fairly new, but she was very talented. And she was going around filling uh, people's cups with coffee, like refilling people's cups. And she got like distracted for a second. And overfills oh. President Obama's <laughs> cup of coffee. And this That's
0: been shit. her nightmare for a week leading up to it. She's like, don't spill the coffee on Obama. Don't spill
1: the coffee on Obama. Dude, full on his lap, oh. like hot coffee. <laughs> Homie, like president just jumps up, and then obviously security's like on top of her. She's <laughs> screaming, crying. And he it, it felt it felt like an attorney. It felt like an attorney. But within seconds, he's like, everyone, calm down. I have more suits and it was just like so cool. He could could have been like, he could have been an ass for sure. He could have been like, and no one would have been
0: surprised. No.
1: Yeah. And, and instead he just was like, it's chill. And she was, dude, she was a mess. Like just crying hysterically. And he was like trying to calm her down. He walked out, changed suits and came back out and kept eating breakfast. So, um, and, and to be a part of that moment was cool. Cause Mm. when people, when I'm around people, they're turned down Mm -hmm. because they're eating they're just like having their personal moment so you get to really see what people are about when when no one's watching there's no cameras on them most of the time my clients are vacationing and so it's like yeah they're either with their family or people they really love and so they're I get to see people in their realest moments. Most authentic self. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. It was so crazy. That's that's <laughs> nuts, dude. Could you imagine that,
0: for her, that story? Oh, man. And he probably doesn't even remember. or oh. Maybe he does. I don't know. I mean, maybe I bet, he does. I bet he doesn't remember, So crazy. Dude. Yeah. So along with that, so you've been around some of those people, and those people are in their positions for a reason. A yeah. lot of the people that are, they all are, actually. Again, like one thing I always tell people when they come on is like, I can't stand when people discredit other people's success. If someone is the president of the United States, they got there for a reason, whether you like them or not. Somehow they did. And if they're a multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire, they got there somehow, right? Everyone goes and they live their experience and and they have different tickets, but everyone still has to go and make the most out of it. So my question, my next question would be, you've sat with some of these people who are so inspiring. What's the most valuable thing, like nugget you've ever gotten out of an experience? Like those conversations where you're, accidentally a part of like you said or you've just been not eavesdropping but you're there and you're hearing these conversations what's like the most valuable thing you've ever pulled from an experience like that
1: that's that's it's a really great question Zach um I'm putting you on the spot no no it's good I I I think the answer again is not one singular moment but uh there's been an individual we both know um and known for years Mm -hmm. uh Todd Peterson I've cooked for this guy for almost 11 years now. And I've cooked for presidents. I've cooked for NBA athletes, NFL athletes, models, celebrities, artists. Todd Peterson is honestly, out of all of them, the only one that I can say is good to his core. And when I say good to his core, it's not like, one interaction he's not just friendly with me or kind or pays well it's i see his interaction with his kids i see his interaction with his wife i see how he interacts with his employees and if i had to like put him in a box and label it as one thing Mm -hmm. he is a good human being like he just wants to take care of people and and it wasn't after he got rich it's been his whole life he just wants to take care of people yep and and so for me, I've watched that for eleven years and I've implemented it in my business like when people come work for me, I want them to leave when it's time for them to go do their other things and think, dude working for Marco was a fucking party it was all dope. the time yeah, all the time yeah, and it's not like I'm turning it on like this it, this is me yeah like you know that like we've been around each other enough like it's not oh on fridays marco turns it up no it's like i want people to remember me as the guy that just always was there fully present fully engaged because i watched i watched that for 11 years with todd
0: man i can i can echo that yeah yeah, todd i can echo that 100 percent. everything you just said like that that's one of the most influential people in a lot of people's lives yeah even people he barely knows. And one thing I was going to touch on too, one of your superpowers is uh, maybe it came from watching Todd for 11 years. Maybe you can speak on this. Like one thing you are unbelievably good at, which he is like the, the best I've ever seen, no matter who he's talking to or what just happened to him or what situation is or who the person he's talking to is anything. No circumstance will change how this plays out. He makes whoever he's talking to feel like the most important person in the world yeah like in the world and you're really good at that too part of the reason we're friends because i'm a little bit timid honestly when i first meet people but you're super super approachable right like you're out there cranking busting and i'm this freaking 18 year old just eating your food and you're giving like me and (laughs) you're me and i'm like i'm like looking at your food disgusted because i don't know what it is and it's like this amazing dish and then you you still go and you make me feel like the most important person in the room that's kind of why that's that's how our relationship started so did you get that from Todd? Like where, where, where did that come from? And how do you do that?
1: I think Todd obviously, uh, improved on it, but it came from my mom again. Like you don't appreciate these little nuggets until you become an adult and you're like faced with dealing with challenges. But so here's, here's a great story about my mom. And this is, this is something that subconsciously, like I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I'm analyzing a person. Every time I meet somebody, I'm Figuring out how that person and I can connect. Mm. And my mom used to do this. So she's got five boys. All of us are very different and have different challenges. So when I, I – I can't remember how old I I must have been like maybe tw- 12 or 13. Maybe I was younger. I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I couldn't – I was struggling with this math in school. Like mm. uh, I, I just couldn't get it. So instead of just my mom sitting down and doing math with me, she knew that food meant something to me, and, like, I could learn through that. So she took me to this pizza restaurant, and, bro, she, like, built a pie, like a pizza, and showed me how to do equations by, Shut like, up. oh, bro, she, <laughs> she dialed me Shut in. up. She dialed me You're in. doing pepperoni algebra. Pepperoni algebra. <laughs> I love it. And, like, that wouldn't work <laughs> for any of my other siblings. And so she, like, dialed in, okay, my son has this problem that I need to help him with. But I'm going to do it in a way that's going to speak to him. Mm -hmm. And so now I've watched Todd do that. But now I've done that in my own life where, like, I don't know, I'll narrow in on somebody, even famous people like Mm -hmm. Sean White. I cook for Sean. And you never know what you're going to, like, get when you show up to something. And there's, like, this hugely famous other person. He knows you're coming to cook. He has no clue who you are. Like, he doesn't know me from anybody. But I, I could see almost instantly, Sean's like a very reserved person. He almost puts off that aura. Like he he's he probably has to be on for so much, yeah. many people that when he gets to be off, it's it's very relaxing for him. Yeah. And so I tuned into that very quickly and I kept my distance all night, dude. I served him dinner and I just like played it cool. Like The little boy in me was like, oh, my gosh,
0: I want to go (laughs) freaking
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But then at the end, he came right up to me, and he's like, yo, I'd love to get a picture. Can we get – and I was like, what the frick? Yeah, you're stoked. Yeah, so – and I I just think that you forget that in those moments, people just want, like, the real you. Yeah. You don't need to – you don't need to turn on something anyway. I, so, my I think my mom taught me that, like, engage with people on their level, find out what they want, sure. need, and then engage at that level.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's so key. Everyone's an individual. Like, yeah. everyone likes different things. You're so damn good at that. I love that. You're so damn <laughs> Thanks, good man. at that. So, again, kind of the point of this this podcast and why we have you on is just getting the most, like, living the most fulfilled life, everything like that. So, today's the day. The, the name of it, the theme of it, everything like that. Um. And we'll, we'll keep going because I have a few stories I want you to go and touch on, which I'm really excited for, is just literally going and sucking the most out of life, getting the most out of every single day. You've talked about how you kind of have always had that. What advice would you have to someone where it's like, hey, like this is how you go and like, like this is how I approach, approach things, whether it's a trial, an opportunity, a party, a trip, like what are some things you do, some actual things like calls to action for people where it's like, hey just go start doing this. This goes along. I know there's things you do in your routine, everything like that, but what would you say to go get the most out of life? How are you getting the most out of life?
1: Yeah, I think the answer is it's a mindset. You have to choose every single day to go and get the most out of the day. Mm. Like you, you just have to make the choice and some days it's hard and some days it's easy. Like, you know, going, partying, night surfing till midnight. Yeah, It's real hard to get up at 6 a.m. and go run laps on that helipad. But you do it. But you got to do it because if you don't do it, guess what? It's going to be even harder tomorrow. Yep. And as long as you keep this pattern, and some days are better than others, but as long as you keep this pattern of positive reinforcement, even through the shit, because the shit's never going away, Yeah. you will realize at the end you're happier because you chose to be happier Mm. listen though this this is i mean you've been giving me a lot of kudos but one thing that i love about you and i know a lot of your friends i know a lot of people that you've associated with i don't know you your whole life but i know you i think your whole adult life i mean we went on your high school almost a decade bro bro i was almost a decade (laughs) i was on your high school freaking trip that's (laughs) when i met you (laughs) So the best part, I was
0: younger than all them, too. I was still in (laughs) high school. I was that a couple years of high school left.
1: But listen, this is what I have always admired about you. And it's honestly answering the question you're asking me, which is I'm not going to drop names. I'm not going to name people. But you had a choice at that point. You had you had friends who had money. You had friends who were successful. You made a choice. To go and work your ass off. And now you're wearing freaking off white <laughs> a gift. I didn't buy him, but yeah, bro. A gift. But, Absolutely. but no, but you went and worked and I, I feel like, again, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make other people feel bad, but like there was a choice you made at 18. Mm-hmm. No one gave you anything yeah. like, and that, that for me too, like my parents didn't give me anything. I didn't get any inheritance. I'm mm-hmm. not, I didn't come from wealth. I made a choice to say, not only am I going to go work hard for the next. 20 plus years, but I'm gonna have a positive attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And what comes in return is people want to be around that. And yeah. I've watched you build out your company that way. You you are willing to put in the work, so that others will put in the work. Thank you. Yeah, that positive energy encircles everything you do. And I I love that about what people seem to see in me. But I see it in you too. Like you, a lot of people didn't choose that, and they're still sitting around like, okay, when's it coming for me?
0: Dude, thank you. First off. And and I can't even take credit because that's I was lucky enough. And when you mentioned like you get to be around these people like that's what changed everything, like seeing Todd's and Casey's and all that and like having them kind of mentor me and even just listening in on the conversations or being around them. One thing that I think was key for that. and, And again, thank you. I appreciate it. And like you've been someone I've looked up to since I started literally my adult life. Like you knew me when my only obligation was show up for school. And I was doing that 20% of the time. Like I was 20% fulfilling all my obligations that were very simple obligations. So, so I appreciate that, but seriously, like, and tell me what you think about this. Like genuinely where, where it came from was I did, I saw this opportunity to kind of ride coattails a little bit, right? Like I I was invited on some really cool trips. I lived a really cool life and I could have done that and just kind of halfway done my own thing yeah. and lived a really cool life in someone else's Shadow, shadow right yeah. um but but what was really like liberating and the best feeling ever is when I took full ownership I saw these people and I'm like I don't want to be invited on Casey's trips or Todd's trips I want to invite people on my trips like that's that's where I want to I, I want to get to there and I want to own it I want it to be because of me I don't want anyone to give it to me like I want to go build it so it's like hey yo come on my lake Powell trip right like and I want to repay people who have done that for me and like taking it's a philosophy of just extreme ownership is like the most liberating. And I, I would argue like building what I've built within my work career. And, and I assume this is similar for you. It, it, that's been just as fun as any trip I've ever gone yeah. on. Yeah. And it's way more fulfilling too. Like it's, it's, it's a different type of fun, but it's been way more fun. So like, yeah, I mean, what would you have to say about the extreme ownership? Just that mentality. Cause you've, you've done that since you were young, being the youngest executive chef in Utah, that's no joke at 22 Right, running things how you're running them in your early 20s. You took extreme ownership probably back when you were. You mentioned it like 14, 15. Yeah. What's it called when you're? You said you're cleaning the grease tray. What's that called? The grease trap. <laughs> grease trap. Yeah. You're I cleaning got a, the grease a, trap. A, a every grease trap weekend? education, bro. See, that's so sick. Yeah. Like that's that's so dope. So I think yeah, extreme ownership.
1: I, I this is and this is kind of I've to, I've talked about this with other people. When I was a little kid, we had I had four brothers and my dad used to ingrain in us. That your last name matters Mm. it was like our brand Mm. our our last name had value and he ingrained this in us from like like baby i remember him sitting me down and be like i worked super hard to make that last name important Mm -hmm. and now it's your job to carry it on and 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 i i agree with that fully but my little chunk on top of that would be that your name or your last name is your brand Oh yeah. Every decision you make is who people are going to start to like brand you as. If you're lazy, <laughs> you're going to get branded as the guy who's like not not putting in the work on a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah, and people are
0: always watching. Always, always, always. like always. times of peace, times where <laughs> always. I love that. I love that. So like, I would relay that as the same as like identity. I, yeah. I was running a training. Um, actually yesterday, one of my leaders ran a training. We dove into identity. At our company and like your identity completely determines your behaviors, yeah. right? Like your identity as a Nicole, like, what does that mean? I'm curious. What does that mean to you? Like your brand, what do you want people to view that as?
1: The guy that's willing to work harder than anyone else show up when no one else will. That's, that's who I am.
0: See, that, that like, I mean, that, I mean, we could end the freaking podcast. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, seriously, like, to circle it all into one, like, your identity really goes and determines. It's so cool your da- dad did that for you so early because he gave you this identity of that. Yeah. Like, and you've added to it, obviously. You've spiced it up. I'm sure you're probably, I can't imagine... I cannot even imagine Papa Bruno's as wild as Marco. There's no shot. There's no shot. But.
1: Bro, I'll show you pictures. He gave you. Only got down.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) He gave you this identity of where, like, your name matters. You're the hardest worker. That's so valuable. It's not even something I I even thought to talk about. But, like, seriously, if you circle everything into one, like, going and, and identifying as I'm the hardest worker in the room. I show up when I show up. I do things all out. Like, that's something a lot of people don't ever develop. And people who do develop it aren't lucky enough to develop it as early. And I think that's like the secret, that's the secret salt in success. Honestly, that's the Nicole salt in success. Bay, baby. Um, I love that. What, what do you feel like someone who like, maybe they're not sure. I think a lot of people struggle with their identity. Like they don't really have an identity or their identity isn't what they want it to be. Like I, I know what our answer was in our training, but like, what do you feel like goes and shape someone someone's identity? Like if you're not where you want to be, cause there's areas you've yeah. fallen short in your life for yeah. sure. How do you go and start making those changes to fix your identity or where, where's that pivot point?
1: Yeah. So I, man, I think it starts with like the way you dress, like the way you put yourself together. Yourself. Yeah. And like so if I wasn't a chef, which I can't imagine a world where I wasn't a chef, okay. I love fashion. Like fashion to me is very rewarding. It's very expressive, which is yeah. why I love cooking. It's very rewarding to see people smile when they eat your food. It's it's just it like engulfs me. But fashion yeah. does the same thing for me. And what I think for other people is the way you present yourself, like it matters. Oh, so yeah. if you want to start with just like the littlest thing, like maybe maybe you got a hundred things on your list to change about yourself, the one thing you could change is how you present yourself, the oh, way yeah. you dress. The, the outfits you choose. No, like I the brands, no, bro. I, dude, the brands. We're, I, we're I, wearing all these other I, people's I brands because we love them.
0: No, I love – see, that is an, an- – this, see, this is why you're episode number one. That's an answer. No one would come up with that answer. But if you circle back to like business, like business books, that follows the philosophy of if you want to be someone, start acting like them. Yes. Start doing what they do. But most importantly and very, very apparent, like that sounds – it might sound a little bit surface level, but dress, dress how you want to be
1: perceived is so accurate. but it doesn't have to be like clean dressed own your brand bro like i couldn't pull off that incredible hair you have (laughs) but you can it's your brand like people recognize you for that brand yeah and people get so caught up it's not i'm not saying go buy freaking louis vuitton or a rolex like that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is own who you are and start building your brand when you put your pair of pants on like that's how people are going to remember you Mm -hmm. and Dude, young chefs always ask me, like, oh, I want to do what you do. Like, I want to – how did you get – like, I want – I want to
0: be shirtless with the apron. <laughs> you do that. I want to be in swim trunks with the apron and shirtless. Or I want to be free balling in some dickies. <laughs> you, Sorry, you, know, you can bro. cut that I'm, out. I'm, hey, I'm always free.
1: I'm free. I'm free as a bitch. Uh, no, the, the – it, it kind of annoys me. That question annoys me that, like, these young culinary students are like, I want – I see what's on your Instagram. I want that yeah bro i started putting my pants on when i was 14 to get to where i am now Mm -hmm. it didn't happen overnight you just didn't see the grind yep and if people aren't willing to put it in and like start to identify who you are now yep no one's gonna respect you when you're 40 like it's just not gonna happen it started a long time ago
0: dude i love that And, and to to maybe this is even deeper than what you were thinking about it but like with the idea that icons are made in the shadows, right? Putting your pants on, like, what that's genuinely, like, the first thing most people do in the day. Yeah. So I think what you're, like, communicating there is, like, start your day caring about your brand. Yeah. Start your day caring about how people view you. Start your day caring about how you carry yourself. That doesn't mean you have to go and mimic someone else or do it a certain way, but do it your way yeah. and own that shit from the second you wake up till you go to bed every single day. And that's how you go really create a brand and a, a, a legacy is what I call it. Like, yeah. That's how you go create a legacy. And I think what your dad was trying to communicate and your name means something is like, go make sure the legacy that you leave because everyone leaves one yeah. is memorable for the right reasons, Yeah. right? So, I mean, dude, that's so cool. And I love just, yeah, the idea of going and, and really caring about your identity from the second you wake up till you go to bed is so freaking sick. I love that. So uh, Marco, this has been, again, I could talk to you for literally hours. This has been the most fun I've had recording and and I love breaking it down with you. And we've gone... If you looked at my notebook, like where I wanted to go, where we are, we are light years away. But I think that that's the magic of it, dude. And that's like where the real value is in the entertainment. Like this is something I'm absolutely going to go back and listen to. And you've taken it, like you've crushed it. So again, to disagree with you for the fifteenth time when you said I don't think I'll have any any value to go and say it's been unbelievably valuable. Also Thank for you. me, like eye opening, really cool. Um, before we close this thing out, though, is there anything that you'd want to hit on? And you've hit on some things that you seem pretty passionate about. Any last like words of advice? Like, hey man, if there's a message you could go get out to people, right? Keeping in mind most of our listeners, high school to thirty year olds, either wanting to go and start in business, they're just here for entertainment, here to hear the stories, whatever it is. Something that you feel like would be a value that would stick with someone if if they were to take one thing away from this, like what what would you want them to do? Or something we haven't
1: hit on? Bet on yourself and no one else. Like. Literally, I've wasted 20, let's call it 15 years of my career mm. helping other people build wealth and build brands. Build your own brand. Bet on yourself. Double down on yourself. Don't go look for some like s- magical investment. There's no real estate deal out there. There's no like, there's nothing. It, mm-hmm. it, take that money. And bet on yourself whatever it is like as a salesperson as a culinary person go bet on yourself and i didn't realize it until the salt business yeah like i should have bet on myself a long time ago because now i'm building generational wealth for myself not for someone else so like i know that there's there's stepping stones to get there but along the way these guys need to realize it. Am I strategically making this decision to build myself or to help build someone else's brand? Mm, I love that QJ
0: Cole, right? (laughs) Uh, We should seriously roll that song in. Um, no, that's gold. Double down, bet on yourself. Like, that's kind of, I mean, yeah, that's the secret. You wake up feeling fulfilled. Yeah. Like when you're building your dream, whatever that may be, and your success, however you define that, that's when you go and you get fulfillment out of it. So I, I freaking love that. Again, Marco, thank you so much. Been a total blast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I think you guys are going to have a blast. Go re-listen, get all the nuggets out of this. This is absolute gold. Um, thanks for tuning go! in. <laughs> much love, baby. I love it.
1: Learn more at invesco.com/qqq. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors Inc.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus.